I also discovered from my journey with cancer, I ended up developing a fragrance sensitivity. You know, so no longer able to enjoy perfumes and no longer able to enjoy smell goods in your home. And as a woman, who doesn't like that? So so we went many years without that. And so I kept struggling. Like I knew that there was also just more that I needed to do that I could do in my purpose. Welcome to Distinctly You, where we talk with women who have redefined success at different seasons of change. Today, we'll be talking with Kiana Cornelia, a two-time breast cancer survivor whose faith in God not only ensured her survival, but directed her footsteps. What does it take to have an unshakable faith like Kiana, especially when faced with difficult circumstances? Well, Let's get into that conversation. I'd like to thank Cornelia Holmes for being the Distinctly You podcast's first sponsor. You'll be hearing more about their amazing products later on in the episode. Welcome, Kiana, to Distinctly You. I am so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I have anticipated this um, interview, this conversation since the first day we met. Listen, you just took the words out of my mouth. I have been really looking forward to this conversation. I mean, you are one of those women that, and it's not a lot of women that I come across like that, where you just have that conversation and you just, it's almost like meeting a kindred spirit and you just meet this woman of faith like you are who has overcome so much and is truly a living testament. And I just knew that, I had to share your story with the world because I truly believe that there are folks who will hear this conversation and even receive healing from it and also receive hope through it. So thank you for for doing this, Kian. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, Kiana, you are a thriving entrepreneur, but that's just a little smidget of who you are. But I think the most incredible thing about you uh, thus far is the fact that you are a two-time cancer survivor. And that is a huge testament to us having this conversation now. But, you know, just for our audience who doesn't, who don't really know you yet, you know, just tell us a little bit about your testimony about who you are, Kiana. Okay. Um, Well, Kiana Cornelia, she is a God-fearing woman. Um, She is someone that was born and raised in the Washington, D.C., Maryland area. She is a mother of three adult children. (laughs) And as you mentioned, she is also a two-time breast cancer survivor. And uh, through thriving, she is now living unapologetically. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I love that. So you are that mom and that entrepreneur and, you know, that multitasking woman that a lot of us are. But when you bring in the fact that, you know, again, like I mentioned, as a two time cancer survivor, to throw that in the mix of what is already a busy life to a life that, to to face that the first time, but then to face it the second time and 
judge from there to where you are now? You know, can you just kind of like take us back a little bit to what it was like in terms of from where you were to where you are now? And I know there's been a lot of lessons that I hope we can dig into as we, you know, go on with this conversation. Exactly. Um, So imagine being 35 years old. Uh, You're living life. You have a family. um, And then your doctor tells you that you have stage one breast cancer. Now, just to give you a little history, um, my great-grandmother survived breast cancer. My mother survived breast cancer. Um, Thankfully, it's not a gene that runs in the family. Uh, So here I am being told this, and it was mind-blowing. It was scary. Uh, I just did not know what that meant for my life, my family. You know, you hear cancer any form of cancer, you hear that. And I don't care who you are, what your faith is, fear sets in, you know, and that's that human side of us. And I was fearful and I could not do anything but pray. And I, I was one in the beginning would ask God, like, why me? Why, why, what, you know, what did I do? You know, you had those reflections of, did I bring this on myself? If so, how? And so, um, thankfully, because it was stage one, it was er- detected very early. Um, my medical team, they decided uh, that the best option was for me to do a, a bilateral mastectomy. So that's having b- both breasts removed. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not recommend that I needed uh, chemotherapy or radiation at that time, but had recommended that I take a um, it's a five-year peel called tamoxifen. Um, it's a chemo peel that you would have to take for five years. That's also something my mother took as well. And so I was very familiar with it, familiar with the side effects, um, the short-term and long-term. And so I knew it was something that I did not want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I did question my doctors, you know, what are my chances of cancer recurring? And they were like, well, you're at a 12% chance. And so I'm like, oh. You know, just being transparent, I'm like, oh, 12%. That's pretty good. I think I can do this. You know, I can get through this. And so um, I declined that option. Uh, So after many surgeries of reconstruction, um, I started to notice another lump in the same area. Um, Mm -hmm. Had it biopsy. You know, I had a great medical team. They jumped on it immediately. We biopsied it. We all had an ultrasound. And they said it was nothing. It was just scar tissue. So here we are now. Fast forward to a year and a half later. I'm 37. And I noticed that lump that I had recognized a year and a half ago was bigger. Hmm. I'm like, well, if it's scar tissue, I didn't think it should be growing. Um, And so I went back to my doctors. And again, they immediately jumped. And then this time they said, well. We're going to give you a call, you know, let you know. So I think it was about three or four days. That was like the most grueling three or four days of just waiting. Because um, when she gave me that call, she said, are you sitting down? Is this a good time to talk? And I just knew. And I was getting ready for work. I was working and 
I just took a deep breath and said, it's, uh, it's, there was never a great time for this conversation, but let's just go ahead and have it now. And she said, unfortunately, the cancer has returned. And she said more, but I could not tell you to this day what she said because I blanked out and all I literally could hear was want, 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 want. Like I heard nothing clearly that she said. Mm-hmm. That moment, I became a zombie in a sense. Mm-hmm. I became so out of, just out of tune, disconnected with myself, with everyone around me. Um, you know, I had a family, you know, my children and my parents, and um, they were very, you know, compassionate and they were very just trying to just show me love. But I just, I couldn't receive it. Mm. Um, I was just in this dark place and I've never been in a dark place like this before in my entire life. And it was unrecognizable. So again, I was even more harder on myself and um, I just kept praying. And again, the why, why me, why me? And I distinctly heard God say, why not you? Mm. Why not? Jesus was chosen. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not comparing myself, but it's like, why not you? This is why I use my children. This is how I use, excuse me, this is how I use my children. So, um, but I'll, I'll get into how that moment like really shaped who I am. Um, but so this time my medical team said, you know, it's returned too quickly. Since the mm-hmm. cancer is aggressive, we need to attack it aggressively. Now, mind you, I was one that did not even take Tylenol for a headache. So medicine is just was something that I would always stay and shy away from as possible as much as possible. And so I went into the office, I met with my medical team. So here they are telling me, you need six rounds of chemotherapy, intense chemotherapy. You need 33 sessions of radiation. Mm -hmm. You need more reconstructive surgery. Mm -hmm. And then you need to take um, a year of injections uh, for the extended chemotherapy. (sighs) They wanted to start like immediately. (laughs) I laughed because, you know, you would think hearing that you're like, sign me up. Like, Like, let's do this right now. I was like, I don't think I can do this. I'm not ready to make a decision yet. It was harder for me to make a decision about undergoing chemo than it was for anything in my life. And you know, like I said, the C is that big C word. The big C word for me was not cancer. It was chemo. Mm. And so I struggled. I laid in bed. I cried. I prayed. I worshiped. I did all, I fast, all that I knew to do. And, you know, and it's like, this is, these are the moments when you realize what you pray about, what you say, what you sing about, what you dance about and worship and praise. This is when it truly comes down to the test. And I just, I I still just could not fathom putting myself through that, subjecting myself through this poison how as how I looked at it. Mm. And so 
my doctors kept calling me. Like I said, it took me two weeks to make this decision. They're like, we need to attack this now. We need to have you start treatment. And I kept saying, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And they would try to talk to me. And, you know, I, I'm a true believer in divine connection. My plastic surgeon from my first round or journey with cancer was still part of my team. And I met it, I met with him and he shared with me. And, you know, like just private, intimate moments of his life of how he was too a survivor. And he's like, I understand your hesitation. It's scary, but you got this. You can do this. And God used him to say, you know what? I can. If I know what God's word says and that he's no respect of a person, if he did it for him, he can definitely do it for me too. And so I left his office like ready. I'm, let's do, we're going to do this. Sign me up. Let's do it. And so I, I went through treatment. Uh, like I said, I was supposed to have six uh, rounds of chemo. I can only make it through four. Mm. My medical team made that decision. They were like, we are afraid that you are not going to make it through this if we give you any more chemotherapy wow. treatments. And I knew that. I felt it. And I kept saying, I knew this from the beginning, guys, that I was not going to survive this. And um, I literally felt like I was going to die. I was in and out of hospitals, um, blood transfusions. I could keep nothing down. I was down to 117 pounds. I was frail. Uh, I would have to crawl to the restroom to throw up. It, It was just a very difficult time for me. And um, after they stopped the chemotherapy, I started to feel better. Mm. And so I, then next I transitioned to the remainder of my, uh, my treatment session, which was the chemo, I mean, which were the radiation treatments where they caused severe burns. And um, I also had the reconstruction. And this one was more intense because they literally took out every muscle, everything that it's on that was contained on the right side of my chest. And so I remember taking the bandages off after one of my surgeries and looking in the mirror. And I just burst out in tears because I didn't recognize my body anymore. And I started feeling sorry for myself. It's a mental battle daily. Just living life in general is a mental battle. Um, a struggle, but to see that, and here I am mindful, uh, no hair and just looking at myself. And I just started feeling so sorry for myself. And again, I revisit that question. Why me, God? Why? And so (laughs) I heard him distinctly say, but you're alive. Mm. And Sharifa, that put such a perspective in me, like, How dare you feel sorry for yourself when you personally know women who did not make it through this journey? Mm. So be grateful, regardless of what you see. And this is when his word is repeated back to you, regardless your circumstances, still have joy, be grateful in that. Um, And I had to realize, you know what? God chose me. So he chose me for a reason. That means I can do this. And that's where I discovered um, 
fixed fight. And that's what I coined through my entire journey. My fights are fixed. That means I, I'm going to win. <laughs> so there's no need to be afraid. There's no need to doubt. And so ever since my journeys with chemo, with cancer, mm. I have this radical faith in God. There is nothing I don't believe that God can do for me, for others. And mm. so my faith has intensified. It definitely put my life in a, in a different perspective, you know? And even to the minor things, like I don't sweat the small things. As a busy woman always on the move, I've discovered the perfect formula for relaxation and reflection. Cornelia Holmes' non-toxic candles and scents. Personally, I like to light up a candle, grab a cup of tea, and relax. Before I read a book or study the Word of God, I set the tone by spraying a light mist of the serenity scent in the room. It's amazing how the right fragrance can create the perfect ambiance for reflection. Cornelia Home is offering all of you, my amazing viewers, a special 15% discount on all their products. Just click the link in the description below and use coupon code DPU15 at checkout. Enjoy! You know, life is greater than this. Life is too short. It, you have to enjoy it. Get mm. one. And so that's my story of my journey. <laughs> wow. I mean, Kiana, listen, I could just keep listening to you. That is one of the, I mean, most significant of testimonies that I think anyone can share. And thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And there's just so much there in terms of you know, obviously your faith in God, but also, like you said, the divine connections of the people that God surrounded you with, like your plastic surgeon, you know, people who could encourage you and speak life into you. And then also your mental fortitude in terms of what you are telling yourself constantly, you know, and so there's just so much to take away from there. So now, Fast forward, you've gone through this grueling chemo sessions. You've come through on the other side, getting the radiation and surgery. Then what was next? After having gone through all that and surviving that, you know, what was your mindset in terms of I'm alive, right? So what's next for me? After going through something like that, how does a person in terms of purpose and in terms of why has my life been spared? What am I here to do? What's next for me? Like, you know, I would love to hear how you kind of dealt with that. Okay. Um, sure. So that was also a challenge. Again, a lot of these things you would think would just come easy, but it was also a challenge. It was recognizing like what you said, that I survived all of this and now it's the next thing of why. So what is my purpose? What should I have learned from this? Um, and so I discovered years later, actually, that my purpose was to be an inspiration and encouragement to others, to let other women or people just in general know that are battling with life. Um, it was mainly specific. At one point of time, it was specifically those that were 
um, dealing with cancer themselves. Um, God allowed me to be able to speak to other women um, and to encourage them and to other family members and their caregivers. And, you know, we we need a community. I, I recognize that the community was needed. There were so many women, young, from the teenagers on, um, that were dealing with cancer. And, you you know, you have your family, you have that support group that are there to show you love. But a lot of times we don't have that person that actually understands what we what we're going through. You know, you can encourage a lot of people. And I think through experience, it's it's a different level of encouragement that you can provide. So um, I have that I have that purpose of just being able to be that that voice and that ear and that shoulder for others that are undergoing this journey as well. And so I discovered that. Um, and so that is such a blessing to me um, because I still find so much joy and fulfillment in helping other women. Um, and then uh, I also discovered, well, it, I'd have to say from uh, my journey with cancer, I ended up developing a fragrance sensitivity, mm. you know, so no longer able to enjoy perfumes and no longer able to enjoy smell goods in your home. And as a woman, who doesn't like that? So, <laughs> so we went many years without that. And so I kept struggling, like there has to be, and not to say more, I don't want to belittle like helping other women and helping those, but I knew that there was also just more that I needed to do that I could do in my purpose. And experience in that journey also makes you just do a self-examination of your life. Like, am I living life to my folk? Mm-hmm. Am I walking in my purpose, in my calling, in my passions? And I knew that there was just more for me to do. And so it was ironically discovered through the fragrance sensitivity and the debilitating migraines that I would get uh, from uh, spraying perfume or lighting a candle. Um, I just started saying, I have to redefine, redefine how my family and I enjoy fragrances at home um, and fragrances for myself. And so it was there that I really found another purpose and passion of mine. And it's still in line and in the same vein of encouraging and helping others. So that is the foundation of my purpose right there. Wow. Wow. So also being aware of what I think some people could look at and look at as a negative and say, gosh, I love perfume. I love the smell good of things. Now I can't enjoy that anymore. And I think most people would just avoid it and just be like, oh, well, you know what I mean? I guess it is what it is. You know what I mean? But not our Kiana, not our Kiana. So like, I would love for you to kind of share the birth of your business as it related to what could have been a no-no, you figured, huh, how can I make this work for me and others who are dealing with similar things or even not? But yeah, please share. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah. So when I knew that I needed to 
find this solution because I could not continue having a nice clean home and just smelling like nothing. <laughs> so I wanted that added, you know, that added touch. So I just started doing my research. And Sharifa, it's actually scary how toxic the products are that we use in our home every day, every single day. Um, and the ones that we really love, like I'm not even going to go into any names of these brands, but I had a particular brand all over my house. If you could not tell me anything, I always kept this brand. But that's when I started noticing the migraines. And so as I just discovered how toxic these products are, I'm just like, there has to be a solution. There has to be an alternative um, for those that are just trying to change their life and change their, you know, just their lifestyle of um, introducing non-toxic products into their homes. And so through extensive research, <laughs> I discovered some premium ingredients that I knew I wanted to use and try. This was not like a business thing that I initially set out to, to achieve. It was, I want to use this in my home. And so started to get the ingredients and creating these uh, candles and home and home room and linen sprays. And wait a minute. And I noticed I'm not getting migraines anymore, not triggering any type of sensitivity. This actually works. And not only does it work, it smells amazing. <laughs> and I would tell my family members not to toot my, whole, my own horn, but this smells amazing. Like, you guys have to try it. So I would share it with my friends and family. And then I met someone who said that they cannot purchase any store-bought fragrances because it really triggers something to where they have to take medicine. They're sometimes hospitalized. Um, so it was very severe for them. And, you know, and I shared my story with them. And it's actually a gentleman. And he said, let me try it. You know, let me just see. Now, you know, I was like nervous, like, okay, are you sure? <laughs> like, I haven't really, like, really tested on those that have true or, you know, more intense sensitivities than myself. And he tried it. And Sharifa, the feedback that he gave, like he was almost in tears because he thought, like you mentioned, that there was nothing out there for him. And so when he shared that it triggered nothing, he enjoyed the fragrance and he just enjoyed the entire experience of it. I knew mm -hmm. this is it right here. This is it. And so. I decided to create Cornelia Home. Uh, that is my brand. It's a natural and non-toxic home fragrance brand. And a lot of people ask, where did you get the name from? And so Cornelia is my middle name, and it's from my grandmother. Growing up, I despised this name. <laughs> I honestly did. I would get teased. So in my... Uh, you know, young adult ages and actually growing up till about like 42, I would say I don't have a middle name. My name is just what it is. I don't have a middle name. And as I knew that, okay, I'm hearing from God. This is a, this is something that I need to pursue. It's something that 
has become a passion of mine because I enjoyed it in my own home and I love creating it. It's so therapeutic for me. And I was like, well, you know, I need a name. Like I have these type of conversations with God. Like, okay, so I need a name. Like, what am I going to call this? And he's like, you have a name. And I'm like, Kiana? (laughs) So he's like, no. And so I was like, Cornelia. It was like, yeah, no, I hear it. I get it. It's Cornelia. And so I wrote it down, Cornelia Home. And I started crying because it sounded like the most beautiful name I have ever heard in my entire life. It was a name that I despise that now God is turning to be just this beautiful passion, this beautiful journey that I was now going to be on. And so that is the start of Cornelia Hope. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And I I was going to tell you, I love the name Cornelia Home. I actually didn't realize it was your middle name. I thought it was your last name. So hearing the story of how something you despised God is using to bring beauty to others is, is, it's very godlike, though, right? Isn't it? It's those people that people look down on or despise or things that are overlooked. Those that's where God shines, right? Because that's where. So that's beautiful. I really love that. And I actually was gifted uh, one of your candles earlier on this year. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. It's the, you know, holiday season now. And so I can only imagine in terms of gifts and just for everyday use, your product is, especially hearing the backstory, it's definitely something one wants to share. So once you were obedient to figuring out like, okay, this is going to become a business. This is the name of the business. What did you do next? How, where are you now in your business? Where are you now in terms of Cornelia Home? And how can people pick up your product? Okay. So let me start with what I did next. So a a little bit more backstory. I am, and I don't like to use this word anymore, but this is how my mindset was back then. I'm a perfectionist. I am very detail-oriented. I don't like to introduce anything. I don't like to do anything unless I have everything lined up. It looks exactly like I need it to look. And so I, but I realized that that was hindering me from starting, you know? And so uh, that's another thing that I love to share, to encourage and empower women with, or just, I'm going to try to transition from just saying women to others, just Mm -hmm. for others is you just have to start, you know, being, I, from my own experience, I know being a perfectionist and detail-oriented has hindered me from a lot of things. And so it will cause that stagnation in your life. And so I learned I had to let go and just launch. I just had to do it. I knew that, you know, you've seen other brands that have started and they have evolved. And so I'm like, Okay, just because you start like this now doesn't mean it has to stay like this. You can't evolve, evolve and as the company grows, as the business grows. So I just, I did it. Um, and it was a 
amazing journey uh, just starting. It was fun. It, it was like I was in my element. I was thriving. Like I said, it was also therapeutic. It was something that I just passionately enjoyed doing and would never, I believe, would never have discovered this had I not went through the journey of cancer. Mm. Had I not just experienced that journey, I don't believe Cornelia Home would exist today. Mm. And so... <laughs> Um, and so uh, just to go back quickly on what you said, you said that you took, I took something that I despised and turned and God turned it into something beautiful. It's the same thing with chemo for me. It was something I despised with every fiber of my being, but he turned it into something beautiful. Mm. That's just, the, that's just what he does. <laughs> and I'm forever grateful for him. I'm sorry, and I know I'm getting off track with your questions. <laughs> no, no, listen, please continue. I, I definitely agree. And just to your point on perfectionist, I call myself a recovering perfectionist. So we there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, I strive for excellence. That's what I say now. I strive for excellence. <laughs> um, but today, Cornelia Home has grown tremendously. I am grateful to God for what he is doing. I'm excited for what he has done and what he is continuously doing. And with my, uh, with Cornelia home, we have grown to, from myself being, you know, wearing every hat, I'm sure you can relate <laughs> to being the marketer, the produce, you know, production and just everything, all encompassing the running a business. It was just me. I now, well, excuse me, Cornelia Home now has a team of eight. It is eight of us. So yes, thank you. So grateful. We have been in business for three years. Um, and so we have grown um, our clientele, our customers. They are amazing people. Um, we have a lot, a lot to do. We are, are trying to be continuously be elevated, you know, evolving and innovative. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful that God gave me this name of Cornelia home because that's all encompassing mm -hmm. right now. Cornelia home, uh, is known for its, uh, minimalistic and sophisticated, uh, home fragrances of candles, rumor linen sprays and wreath diffusers. You guys just wait. We have so much in store. It's going to be all encompassing for your home. Wonderful. I am very, very excited. Can you let our listeners know where they can pick up uh, your products? Sure. Um, so if you are in the Raleigh-Durham area, for anyone that's listening, um, they are in local uh, malls. So we have it in Crabtree Mall, Triangle Mall, and we have it in a store called Curate Downtown Raleigh. And we are also now in Greensboro. Um, and so... Mainly, you, you guys can um, go onto our website, which is www.corneliahome.com. Uh, you can find us on social media. Our handles are Shop Cornelia Home. Um, so that's where you can find Cornelia Home. I love it. We will definitely put that information on 
the descriptors uh, later on so that you guys can find more about the Cornelia Home products. And also, I hope you guys enjoyed hearing more about Kiana's story today. I know we're going to have to have a part two to this, Kiana, because there's just so much lessons to really unpack from where we've started today, but just trying to honor the amount of time we wanted to keep this to. I hope you will accept my invitation prematurely for a part two to this. Uh, I would love that. But thank you so much. You have been such an inspiration to me and I know to many, and I know that you are truly living out your purpose and knowing that you are alive today to be able to be an inspiration to so many men and women. And also in this age that we're in right now, where there's so much toxicity everywhere to have product like Cornelia Homes that we can go to and rely on to be able to enjoy some of the simple pleasures of life and not worry about getting sick through it is truly a blessing. So thank you, my dear. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate you. And yes, I accept your invitation. (laughs) I'll be back. Fantastic. Before we leave, is there a particular scripture or verse that you would like to share with us that you refer to maybe in difficult times or times where you just need a little hope and inspiration that we can share with others? Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be one that we are all or maybe all familiar with is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. God knows the plans for us. And so with knowing that he he knows our plans. He's planning it, pl- planning it out for us. We can just find confidence and faith in that and just peace. We can find peace in knowing that he has it all planned out for us. So, I love that. You, I love that you share Jeremiah 29, 11, which says that, you know, God's plans for us are plans for good. And yeah. and truly are. So thank you so much again, Kiana, and uh, look forward to that part two. Thank you so much. Bye.